Those are both really, really good slates. <laughs> our slate game's on point. Yeah, I think that was our, our strong. You have a really strong clap. Oh, yeah. I kind of get self-conscious about it in, um, you know, concerts or something or in crowds because I, I can really, I really do it. And I try to like clap like more like a lady, but I know how to like. Oh, yeah. No, I, the reason out. I the reason I know it's because you've blown out my ears. I know you're like chill, Cass. Well, it's it's funny. I used to have Ranger season tickets with my cousin Jesse and he has that kind of clap. Mm-hmm. Anytime anything happened, like the first thing I would do is always cover my left ear because like <laughs> I'm protective. I, I, believe it or not, I am protective of my hearing. And, you know, that's how it was last night. We were we were at this protest in McCarran Park. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know what you'd call that. It is a protest. I mm-hmm. think a mass meditation like that. Mm-hmm. It's a form of protest. We were out there in McCarran Park with the Black Lives Matter people, and uh, yeah, people kept cheering, and my ears were getting blown out. I'm so sensitive. Even as we were like walking into the crowd, I could see you like trailing a little yeah. bit back. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. And and there is this thing being, you know, someone who has a little bit of difficulty in large crowds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can, I can do it when it comes to music usually. Cause it, I mean the, the, the buildup to seeing a show is the worst part for me. You know, everyone just like, yeah. When you're at the show and it hasn't started yet. Yeah. You ever do that thing where you can tune in to different conversations? Yeah. Like hear a, a quiet conversation in the back. And then yeah. it's kind of like when you focus your eyes, like I can focus on my eyes on you, but then I can focus my eyes behind you. Yeah. And um, you can do that with conversations, obviously. Oh, totally. In a, in a loud crowd. Oh, it can be so stimulating. It's, it's when you when you get to the show, like, like we did with Ween, like way before the band starts, like you get there and you get a good spot. It's like having taken the drug, but it hasn't kicked in yet. And you keep thinking like, oh Lord, wait, is this different? Oh man, wait, what the fuck is going on? I'm very sensitive right now. Yeah. I can hear someone like 15 feet away. Yeah. Like, How many times have I, have we gone to a show together and I've literally collapsed, you know, oh, on yeah. you or just been I like, I gotta go cross. sit down. Cause you get so stimulated. You can feel the floor going. If you see the lights, everything's happening so fast. It's so weird. It's like you gave that up. It's it actually is going back a ways since you've passed out at a show, well, but it was a, it was definitely a tradition for a minute, and luckily we persisted through it because I feel like you're stronger now. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're like pulling some drunk girl out of the crowd Holy who's like dead weight. Holy shit, Cass! This is kind of embarrassing. It's fucking you know, scared the shit out y- of me. You know how I changed it? I stopped taking the hugest hits before we'd go in there. I would take these huge weed hits because I'd be like, I'm gonna stay high the whole time, and then mm. I realized like. Oh, it's not the best move for me. Mm. Not the best move at all. Yeah. Well, because it amplifies all that stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That like that anxious feeling of being in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of it. Like, first and foremost, despite what your senses can pick up, your five senses. Yeah. Like, there's just energy. There's a lot of energy mm-hmm. emanating when you're in a crowd. And I mean, I think this time calls for a time of like kind of letting go of your personal sensitivities and going and showing up and being in solidarity and showing support. But then also there's part of you that also just needs to be sensitive to how you best can help. And that's, I kind of feel like we're doing that dance of, you know, going last night, but also realizing there's other ways that we can support this movement. Well, I mean, a a few things, first of all, doing that was, was medicinal for us Mm -hmm. because just think about the people we were during this pandemic, even a few weeks ago. We were paranoid for three days about a person being in our hallway. <laughs> and now last night we were in a, we were in a crowd of people where mm-hmm. people, people were um, screaming. People, people were saying, so everyone was wearing masks, which was really cool. Yeah, but there's a lot of chanting. And, and I, I do have a little bit of dis, dis-ease about especially um, so many people going out and, and exposing themselves. And then the cops also uh, bringing people... That's not, that's so gentle language. I'm saying they're bringing people. No, they're, they're rounding people up and uh, putting them in unmasked situations and tight quarters uh, mm-hmm. as punishment. So, yeah. I, and I, our governor, uh, your boy Cuomo, fucking piece of shit, is saying if you've gone to a protest, just assume you have coronavirus now. I think that's actually good. I think that's actually smart. I think that, that I, that's how. I think we all understand the risk. Yeah, I think it is a risk. And I mean, I, look, the government has prevented us from doing anything for a few months now. Mm-hmm. I think we all understand the risk of getting together. And I think what we're saying is this is more important. Yeah. 
this this goes beyond um, our our personal bodily health. I know what you mean when you say that it was medicine, though, because being there and being part of that meditation and listening to the words and the powerful sentiment of being called to be accountable for my own actions and my own participation in white supremacy is like the medicine you need and I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I I think that it was, it was powerful. We like the curfew was eight at eight o'clock and they sent out a message. They said, fuck the curfew. Mm -hmm. We still got home before it, but everybody just got together in the park and sat in silent meditation for 30 minutes. That was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that affected you, but I've only had this a few other times. And uh, it's been when I first learned meditation and when I first ever uh, got a blowjob. But like where my my extremities are going numb and mm-hmm. like tingly, like my feet and my hands, like like I don't know where, like there's not blood in them or something. That's what the, that effect of that meditation had on me. Like I was disappearing. Like I was really just, I was getting lost in the crowd and like, man, were we tuning something up in yeah. that moment? There's like this dual thing with these marches. This, this isn't a march. This is a protest, Yeah. but where you, you really can feel energetically getting on the same page. And I think especially with us all being in quarantine for so long, we need that connection. We need that energetic, um, coming together. Yeah. I mean, that that's what we're letting it for. The, the connection, feeling that connection. But I also want to say that what we did last night, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. What we did last night is the equivalent of thoughts and prayers. Right. It's, uh, it's nice. It's a nice sentiment. And, and I know people get fucking furious when there's a school shooting and all of our leaders say thoughts and prayers. But I, I don't know. I don't get on their case about it. When that's the only thing they do, yeah. But it, it's actually a nice sentiment. It's it's a nice thing to express if you can do it um, sincerely, which I doubt a lot of these reptilians are. But last night, everything that's going on right now, these this is the thoughts and prayers part of it, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. It's all it's all, us all tuning to the same frequency, so we know what to do and we know how to better support each other. Not what was going on there. I definitely learned a lot by just being around people seeing the tactics right away. They said, if the police enter this park, you are to surround your neighbors of color. Mm -hmm. Don't let them, don't, don't let the police get to them. It was, that was really fucking powerful. And to have a a black trans woman stand up and speak and they use the the people's mic, which is really cool. Whereas everyone's repeating Mm -hmm. what the person in the middle said and you could hear it echoing out into the crowd where you're like, holy shit, there's a lot of people here. Mm -hmm. Thousands. Yeah, yeah. But this is thoughts and prayers. Yeah, especially when you're doing it in a a privileged neighborhood. Yeah. um, You know, Mostly, vast majority white people. Yeah, it was all white people pretty much in the crowd. Yeah. Um, Not the people who were speaking. Yeah. Um, Exactly. So, uh, I, I mean... I think one of the things that's really gotten to me, this has been about a week mm. of, of this, is the failures that I see like within our community, within people that call themselves spiritual. Talk about accountability. Like That's something that we consider ourselves a part of. And if we don't hold our own community to a higher standard of being accountable, of being in solidarity, of being there for our brothers and sisters, like who the fuck were we to begin with? It just feels like there is a lot of um, spiritual burying your head in the sand going on right now and spiritual bypass and avoidance and people that had the privilege to abandon their city the moment that this pandemic struck, judging from their crystal towers how people are grieving right now. And how we're dealing with this systemic abuse. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes to the conversation, especially of uh, it's it's this fear, this fear around violence, that, that the looting is violence. And it it's kind of crazy to me because there, right now a protest of true violence is happening. And violence is happening in the streets right now where cops are uh, tear gassing, pushing, brutalizing, beating. Uh, I saw a Killing. woman... 
killing. I saw a woman who had, um, she had gotten zip tied and the, the cop was coming around untying the zip ties, untying, slicing them open. Her hand got sliced three times down to the bone. <sighs> they didn't give a fuck. Of course not. Um, and, and I've seen, you know, seen people pushed to the ground. Head, that 75 year old man. You showed me that before we went to bed last night. I was like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Yeah, there's the woman who's just standing there after she gets she gets groped by a cop. She's getting taken down by a cop. He gropes her. He she pushes him away. She stands up there just standing and they taking the batons. But basically what I'm trying to say by even bringing all that stuff up is that to concern yourself for me this isn't the path, but to concern yourself with law and order uh amplifying the idea of looting and criminals and all this stuff is just it's not taking into account the severe injustice that's happening right now and how this is a response to it and when i see people running out of a target or running out of anywhere with bo- uh, a footlocker or sneakers mm-hmm. or whatever i'm like that doesn't look too different than black friday this big holiday in our in our country yeah. and right now the stores are closed yeah they've been closed for months People can't go into them. We don't know when we'll be able to go into them again. And people are going out there and they're fucking breaking windows and getting sneakers. That's I don't... fucking Black Friday every day. Fuck it. Fuck Let's it. do it, man. I'm Everything's gonna... on sale. I'm not going to cry about Fifth <laughs> Avenue windows getting uh, smashed. No, what a privilege. <laughs> what a privilege to sit in your crystal tower and cry over fucking material possessions and call Target a community. You're destroying your community. You're, that's a, Target ain't your fucking community. The cops ain't your fucking community. Those are, those are entities. Those are poisonous entities that we need to eradicate. The exploitation that, that Target and Walmart and Amazon bring into a town when they come in, Jesus fucking Christ. It creates the, the scenario for shit like this to go fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, to me, I ain't gonna fucking cry over that kind of shit. And I think it's a privilege to to try to uh, act above it and judge the way people are grieving and judge the way people are using to get the attention of the powers that be yeah right now is what's happening though is that there's a mass awakening you know Mm -hmm. i i i worry about people like you're talking about and and the misguided direction of focusing attention on um fear and looting and you know all that stuff but it, it's like it's a response and it'll be moved through we're moving through stuff so quickly now and we are at a place thank god where all this information is available right and you can get an education through an instagram story you mm-hmm. can learn about the origins of um the police state and police brutality and um police upholding uh property and w- serving white people of power and you can learn about this and you can learn about the history and wake up and that's what we're doing and it's not going to be comfortable and it's going to be um people are going to have different responses at different times but this is an incredible time to learn i mean i'm learning so much every day it's it's so funny like two podcasts ago or three podcasts ago i was like talking shit about this shadow and how i'm over the shadow not that that just over like coddling my own shadow Mm -hmm. more so is my point like understanding like yeah i'm a fucking shitty person yeah i have fucking a shitty moments in my past i have traumas i have all this stuff like but it's not that bad and I'm over it and I'm over thinking about it and identifying with it. And luckily I worked with Gabriel and released some of that stuff and was mm. able to release the shame and just even expressing some of the stuff that you hide in yourself is like the secrets that you don't want anyone to know. Yeah. And you say them out loud. He like, he set me free. I said some stuff out loud to him that set me free. Totally. And I was at this moment a couple of podcasts ago where I'm like, I just need to help people more than I've helped myself a lot mm. and kind of setting this prayer and intention and look at how our world, look at how the collective shadow has so bubbled up and the awareness. And so, I don't know, I know a lot of people right now are feeling helpless and not knowing how to help or what they should be doing or, um, you know, they don't maybe don't live near a big city where they can physically put their body in between a cop and um, someone like a black person or a person of color. But that doesn't mean you can't help and that doesn't mean you can't 
pray for guidance and clarity and the opportunity to help because if you're if that's what you're looking for you're gonna find it Mm. and I think that's what we are in this incredible position of knowing that there's so much more that we should and could be doing and it's actually um on us to take accountability for not having done more sooner yeah yeah well we're in the shadow realm now Mm. everyone knows that yeah nobody is functioning like shit was before Mm -hmm. whether it's the pandemic or these protests shutting cities down or whatever's going on we're in the fucking shadow so why not do the work why not open our eyes and see what these demons were so we can do something about them? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to mourn the loss of the institution of policing the way we know it in this country. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mourn it. It's not to be reformed. We didn't reform slavery. I mean, I guess we kind of did. We did reform slavery. Yeah, we renamed it and we reformed it and that's how we end up in this situation. But that, that's, why you, that's why you take a real stance in a time like this. That, that's why I'm so disappointed in our community, both sides in this, being on the fence. And it's like, this isn't being on the fence time. No. This is, this, this is, we, we become spiritual people. We seek that because we want to have a greater understanding and a greater connection. Mm-hmm. That's all spirituality is. It's just getting into the connection, feeling the connection. Mm-hmm. And when you do, and when you're doing that, and doing the shadow work and integrating it, you're ultimately connected to things and you're operating from a place of knowing. Mm-hmm. Your wisdom is online. You can bring your power into this moment and not sit on the sidelines and say, no, the actual real way to do this. And No, that you can actually affect people's lives by using your voice, by using your privilege. That's all we're trying to do. We're in the business of shifting consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We know about chemicals that do that. We, we use those regularly. But we also know about narratives that do that. And when you know the truth about this country, and when you know the truth about the cops, there would be no doubt that you want to not only defund them, but eradicate them, yeah. abolish them. That doesn't mean kill the police. Like that's, I mean, I've had to show so much restraint lately of not reposting and I'm not saying I, I will continue this, but right now I've decided to show a lot of restraint um, as far as showing the police brutality that's going on right now because I don't want to hurt people who have a hard time witnessing this violence. And I also just don't want to act as if I'm inciting violence because what the cops are doing right now is so ghastly and unforgivable that it's it's hard not to see everything and not be overcome with anger and rage and vengeance yeah and i think that i've been focusing mainly on you know what you're talking about education education and reform not reform but understanding why reform might not be the the best way and why we need to um invest in communities defund the police these fucking pigs would love it if we installed another layer of bureaucracy where they were keeping an eye on that layer mm-hmm. of fucking bureaucracy. It gives like, them more money. <laughs> yeah, it gives them more money. It gives them more power. It strings yeah. us along. It placates us for a little bit. It placates white liberals who have the privilege of not being victim of all this shit. Right. And that's why when white people call for law and order, I, I'm actually personally offended because... Who is law, uh, whose laws? Whose and laws? And what is order if mm-hmm. there's homeless people? Mm-hmm. What is order if our fucking prisons are filled to the fucking kilts? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not order. We're not in order right now. People are fucking starving in this country. Mm-hmm. People are fucking being brutalized and beaten, tear gassed by cops in this country. Everything that we want to get on other countries' case about, we're doing tenfold. Mm -hmm. And we're probably enacting crippling sanctions on them for them doing that to their people. It's fucking ridiculous. And and this is the whole thing. If you're going to be connected, you got to be down to dig deeper because that's where the connected, the spiritual life leads you. It, it takes you deeper. It takes you deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And, and while this is a moment to not relinquish our political capital right now, like we have a chance to really do something right now. And, and we're part of a movement 
that started at the beginning of time mm-hmm. and who would we to be roll to roll over right now because mm-hmm. imagine they did during the civil rights era right and you know who and we had nothing you to know build who they on. were fighting in the civil rights era you know who was the hosing them down cops yeah cops yeah. cops have not been on the right side of history the the government has not been on the right side of history laws have not been on the right side of history they're there to uphold the status quo oh, and man. the status quo in this country has always been built off of slavery it's always been built off exploitation of labor. It's always been built off of the necessary imprisonment of dissenters and people that aren't uh, as uh, worth as much to capitalism. But as as tough of uh, it's crazy that that defund the police is a, is the consciousness cracker that it is. Yeah. It's it's really crazy. I mean, we've been saying this shit for fucking years. We take it a step further. We just say, you know, why don't we just abolish these motherfuckers? Because that's powerful language. Mm-hmm. We're powerful people. We're connected. You're not going to get me on my heels in some conversation about abolishing the police. I know my shit. I've been with these communities. I know what it's all about. I know my history. It's not, it's not time for me to educate people. It's time for me to be in the shit, in the action. There's tons of stuff out there for people to educate themselves about. But what I would say is that abolishing the police is one very, very fucking powerful thing that we can do, but it's all rooted in capitalism. And if we're talking about abolishing the police, we have to take it to abolishing the military and the prison industrial complex and the military industrial complex and everything that goes along with that. And it starts to become a slippery slope for people. I know, it gets very scary. because It gets, it gets un- scary, and, yeah. but that's what this time is revealing of, mm-hmm. is how gripping to old narratives and gripping to their little bubbles of comfort people are mm-hmm. they're they're grasping and clinging to those things like never before and we haven't even gotten to the unpretty part yeah because man uh, the movement to uh, to demilitarize that's not even talked about in this country oh no the movement to end all wars that's not a blip on the radar. Because the problem isn't just like one bad cop. It's not one racist cop or a few racist cops. It's like the problem, it's you got to keep going down yeah. and down and yeah. deeper and deeper and look in yourself and where do you have walls? Where do you hold people out? Where do you have judgments? Where do you have fears? You know, where, where are you not? Who have you put in a cage? Exactly. And why? Mm-hmm. And then when, when you ask those questions of yourself... And you start doing because that's just shadow work. Mm-hmm. And if you drink ayahuasca, all that shit will come up to the surface. But you can do it without those things. Just listen. I think there's a, a lot of right now possessiveness, uh, unconscious possessiveness of the entitlements that white people have had. Mm-hmm. You know, they've become very comfortable with the entitlements mm-hmm. and the world revolving around them. Mm-hmm. That this time of the world not revolving around you, at me, is uncomfortable. You know, yeah. giving up unfair advantages is uncomfortable. Yeah. Recognizing that you've been standing on ground where you have been okay with um, racist policies, racist government. Um, I don't know. You've it's, been complicit. It's tough. It is tough. But what I'm like, what helped me helps me is I'm so excited. Like, mm. I know that my life has only gotten better. The better my friends do, the more diverse my friends are. You know, it kind of like breaks my heart how we've so not only individuated people, but individuated communities from each other. Yeah. Um, read about redlining, understand how it's been intentionally difficult for uh, black people to get um, invest and get wealth in this country and, and upward mobility and how that's been in, set up intentionally. Mm. And then think, I know... I know for myself that I would be a better person today if I had been able to, if we had all been able to, to come together earlier and not been in like a bubble of a white community where there's some communities that don't get the same education because their schools are paid with tax dollars and they don't have as much money in their community. And so their education is worse. It's like, is that really how you want the world to be where Divided by class, divided by race. 
that's so ugly. It's so ugly and it's so heartbreaking and it's so unfortunate and it's so obvious too like like that's the thing that like i just want to fucking tell these white supremacists and people that don't even know they're white supremacists like aren't you fucking bored with that with Mm -hmm. that way of looking at things like we need to be divided up in that way aren't you bored with with the class structure and looking down on other races and victim blaming aren't you bored with all that like wouldn't you actually like to really get free really get free but this is what I think is weirdly enough, like it's not their fault. Mm. It's not their fault. This is what happens. I mean, so many forms of spiritual genocide have been practiced on us. And capitalism is one of them. Making plants illegal mm-hmm. is one of them. These are things that make it really easy to separate and individuate us. Yeah. Talk and, about unjust and, laws. Yeah. And, and, and like, what happens when over over time this spiritual genocide gets practiced on us over time we do we get frayed we get spun out we're all out there and we're all these weird little individual blades of grass that have nothing to do with the other blades of grass and we're actually scared of and threatened by those blades of grass it's like we're all fucking god grass how the fuck did we lose touch with that god grass yeah how did we lose touch with that yeah we're in the fucking garden man mm-hmm. and, we, and we and we let them do that to us and now when we talk about those forces being eradicated, people are going to cling and be mm-hmm. scared and fall back into those patterns that separated us to begin with. Well, because all I think all people can see is like the anger, the hurt, the crime, the, you know, they want to feel safe and the, the cops have somehow made them feel safe, which is like kind of the greatest illusion of them all. Yeah. Um, it's a myth. It's a myth. The cops aren't keeping you safe. The cops aren't keeping you safe. Yeah. Um, the system doesn't keep you safe. I I mean, being in jury duty earlier this year on on a grand jury, Mm. it was so fucking eye-opening. Like, all this stuff I already knew, but to really see someone's life um, being put up, like some guy at the post office opened a couple letters, now he's looking at five years in federal prison. (sighs) You know? Or some guy needed to make money and... um, you know, was somehow got an, a, a drug ring and, you know, has a bunch of cocaine and now they're looking or crack and now they're looking at 20 years. Some guy's trying to make a living. He maybe was kind of on the wrong side of the law and is trying to sell a, a gun for 800 bucks to an undercover cop. Now he's looking at, you know, decades. Um, we set, not only, not only do we set people up, with unjust laws and unjust um, punishment, we're actively, cops are out there creating crime so that they can punish people for it. Yeah. They're asking communities, where can I buy a gun so that they can buy a gun and then put that person in jail? Well, You're look like, at their <laughs> response to us prote- protesting police brutality. Well, that was More never... More police brutality. Yeah, right. What the fuck? It's I mean, that's not a, surprising, but... Yeah. It's, it's to knock your fucking head into get back in line mm-hmm. get back to work and get back in line because that's ultimately what the cops are there to do you know what the cops are fucking love doing is when you unionize mm. and your boss calls them to force you to go back to work they love that shit i mean this is why i'm like how the fuck did we ever get a great narrative about these guys going how did we let all this copaganda infest our fucking our better senses 9-11 really helped the police why because a lot of them died and a lot of them were So there did a lot of bankers. We didn't start worshiping them. A lot of, I mean, we're just talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them, I mean, they are first responders and that's where we need to change what they first respond to. Like they yeah, shouldn't it, be. It's ridiculous what's asked of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, um, I think things need to change. I, I think what we're talking about is more by creating more justice we're creating a more compassionate world for these cops to live in a safer world for the cops mm-hmm. you know i i and that's where i think people who get really caught up with you know the co- picture of the cop hugging the um protester and everything and, and uh, the cop taking a knee 10 cop- minutes before they gassed people yeah yeah that's obviously all fucking pr and propaganda but i think that as spiritual people people are seeing oh that there's a human behind that shield 
you know mm-hmm. they they want to make sure that we don't forget that there's a human behind that shield yeah and behind um, the shield that's covered up with a little piece of tape so you can't see their badge number right up. yeah right and i don't forget that and I don't forget that, but that doesn't mean they have a right to brutalize people. It doesn't even mean they have a right to have their job. I think that it'd be beautiful if we could just start over. You fire all the cops. They reapply. Let's look at your record. You know? Are there reports against you? They already look at their record. I know. What the fuck would that do? You think that the police department in Minneapolis didn't know that guy had 19 fucking, like, horrific complaints against him? Mm Mm-hmm. You think that they didn't know that Amy Klobuchar helped not charge him and, and shit like this before? They well, know. Well, that's where the cops are, have been such a disappointment because they so stand in solidarity with each other and they just stand by as some guy ex- like Absolutely. murders. They're the most fucking powerful union in this country. It's insane. No other union has the political clout that the cops have. And to me, they're literally the only union I think shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. why is there a union for cops they fucking work for us they have amazing government jobs we have close family members that are cops you can look up online how much they make it is utterly ridiculous it's utterly ridiculous and we need to defund it yeah put that money back where it belongs this is a form of reparations well, we we're, we understand at this point. We have enough evidence to show that crime and or punishment and showing up to a fight with a gun only escalates, only creates more crime, only creates more trauma, only creates police, only creates more trauma, only creates more violence, only creates more theft and stealing. It's 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 a self-producing, um, replicating cycle, mm. and. I don't know. Why don't we want to do things that are better? Why don't we want to change things for the better? Why don't we want to collectively wake up and and do what's right? And that's where I become more and more convinced about the stranglehold of white supremacy on people's hearts. Um, white supremacy is a form of spiritual genocide. Because mm-hmm. you're doing it to yourself at that point. Mm-hmm. You're taking all the fucking malnutrition they've given it to you, mistaking it for a meal, and fucking wear that as your identity. And it's ridiculous because it's just there to separate you. It's it, it, all these things, all these practices are there to just separate us on more and more and more nuanced levels. So we don't look around like we did at the protest the other day and say, oh, it doesn't fucking matter what any of these people's jobs are or what gender they're identifying with or who they fuck or what their skin tone is. It doesn't fucking matter. Like we all want a better place here. So that's first and foremost. That's thoughts and prayers time. And and we're going to we're going to keep moving ahead. Yeah, isn't this incredible though? What that, an opportunity. That everyone like you keep saying that this period of time has been such a resensitization and that's exactly what's going on. People people can't go People can't go to the bars and be like, oh, fuck that protest about Black Lives Matter. Not fuck it, but like, (laughs) I support them, but like, I'm going to meet with my friend, you know, Julie or whatever. And, you know, I haven't caught up with her in like three months. So I really want to see her. And, you know, there's all these excuses that we, we have for not getting involved. Yeah. And right now it's like, there's nowhere else to be. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else to be learning about right now. We need to cut this distraction, like racism being the distraction you know, from capitalism, ca- capitalism, all these things that are yeah. this distraction from people being and living up to their full potential mm-hmm. because of um, us being so spiritually bankrupt, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, a, a disconnection from spirit, as we know personally, is going to manifest in so many fucking bizarre outcomes. And you'll blame everything else but that. Mm hmm. But all it is, that disconnection from spirit is, like we were talking about with Noah on the last podcast, that disconnection from spirit is not knowing that you are God and that everyone's God. Falling out of Indra's net of being, that thing where we're all reflection of each other. Falling out of that sense. And you start doing all these fucking wild things to, frankly, to medicate that. Yeah. I... 
I kind of want to talk about this, and I, I know that you disagree with me. I even d- disagree with myself as I say it. <laughs> but I kind of want to just explore this because I was watching last night was the 31st anniversary of Tiananmen Square massacre um, in Beijing, where you know thousands of pro- protesters, peaceful protesters, were massacred, mm-hmm. and um, you know it reminds me right now. It's the same thing. They're going. They went in saying, "You're by staying in this square, we are not responsible for your safety. You have to be responsible for your safety." And then they went in and they massacred people. Um, and that's where we're at now. It's that if you're protesting, if you're out after curfew, your life is in your own hands, and you're responsible for the police brutality that you will be subjected to. I think the failure goes even bigger than that. But can I can I continue what this yeah. takes me? Yeah. It scares me because, you know, with us all being reflections of each other by pushing at the state and being like, you're fascist and you're militaristic and you're all these things, you're corrupt. All that stuff that is true just becomes like flared. You know, they become more abusive, more corrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so it's this dance of how do you dance with a bully without making them a bigger bully. You know, because I don't want to see my brothers and sisters get killed no, uh, protesting bully- police. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see us go farther into a police state. I don't want us to have mandatory curfews forever. I don't want our phones to be more tracked than they already are. I don't want to see protesters um, murdered or jailed. I don't want to see people being able to be locked up for six months or being put into possession of um, getting coronavirus because they aren't, they're, loading them into buses or tear gassed and and all these things i don't want to see that Mm. but i also don't i need there it needs to change and i realize that this current moment where i feel less safe is how black people have felt throughout time and throughout history in this country and this that i have to embrace all over the world all over the world when they come into contact with our military right who can do whatever the fuck they want with impunity right so i have to let go of this discomfort and also recognize that I, you know, that I've been this comfortable for so long is a privilege, but I also want to understand how we can go forward where we don't flare up Trump's natural tendency to become a dictator. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's taking it a little far because he's not a dictator. He's not even trying to be one. And he's had many opportunities and he's more playing a game where he wants to come off like one, but he's, he's not doing that if you really pay attention to what he's up to. But I think... It's a moment like this that what you're saying, it's like it's flaring up, but to me, it's just presenting itself in starker contrast, therefore just making it much easier to, for the masses to see the work we have to do together. Mm -hmm. Because when it wasn't in such stark contrast, it was lost. It was lost in that gray zone a little bit. These stories, the stuff that's really becoming quite obvious right now. So... I think that um, you, you, when these flare-ups happen, we have to use them. Right. That's why, that's why I call this sacred discomfort, mm-hmm. especially for people like us. When white people are getting uncomfortable, ooh, shit, you know shit is getting good. Yeah. You fucking know shit is getting good when Trump's hiding in his bunker. With the lights off. With that the, was so... Oh, my God. You know shit's getting good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you feel uncomfortable about it, like, oh, no, that's no fault of your own. That's all good. Like, that's sacred discomfort. Listen to it. Right. Listen to it. Your operating system's being updated. Mm-hmm. Don't go trying to use it yet. Just fucking listen. Right. Let it fucking integrate. Mm-hmm install it mm-hmm. your wisdom will come right back online your knowing will come right back online and you'll you won't tolerate injustice that's the thing that's where i think politics and spirituality they're interchangeable you can't separate the two as much as people want to you can't because when you tune yourself to that you are god and so and so is everyone else good lord injustice is not going to sit right with you you're going to notice it you're going to notice it and you're going to want to do things instead of doing what our spiritual community is doing right now, which is coming up with all kinds of other narratives about yeah. what this is and what's going on and wanting to do work in every dimension. But like, this one, like I'm only on side with the peacekeepers. I don't like looting. It's like, do you know what happens? Martin, Lu- Martin Luther King was murdered and then 
millions of dollars in damage over hundreds of cities rioting. Yeah, fuck. And, and that's what brought on the Civil Rights Act. That's what brought on real change. American Revolution, you know what I mean? This yeah. is all disruption. And that's that's why by calling it violence and, and all this stuff, it's like, no, we're disrupting a system that doesn't work for the people. Yeah, and, and stop using those words. Like, I, I get very triggered by the word criminal right, right now. Like, mm-hmm. people are these criminals. Taking advantage of the situation. It's like, yeah, okay, you know? Shut the fuck up, you know? That's something I think people forget, that little one. We forget it ourselves shut the fuck up <laughs> just shut the fuck up yeah yeah well today would have been brianna taylor's 26th fuck. birthday 27th 27th yeah okay um i think everyone pretty much knows emt uh shot in her home with by a no-knock warrant by police plainclothes police coming into her home for with a no-knock warrant uh and looking for people who are already in custody, police custody. So um, she was murdered in her home, and there has been no justice. No accountability. No accountability. And if that doesn't go to the root of police incompetence and us allowing, not only allowing, allowing police incompetence at the lives of people... um, I don't know what else is. So we got a long fight ahead of us. There's a lot of justice. Yeah. I mean, she she's one case, one person. But I, I think uh, the, that part of the problem is like they don't see it as incompetence. They don't see it as brutality. The system, in, well, if you just want to look at it in terms of uh, charges being brought and prosecutions happening, the system is uh, rewarding that kind of behavior. The police system in this country according to the status quo, is working perfectly. Our military, according to the status quo, is fucking doing a great job of protecting us. And so are the police. Yeah, I don't think we should be putting more people, like cops' lives is more important. I mean, I I think it's fine, I guess. Is it it okay that like we're like, okay, if you assault a public transit worker, you get, it's like a federal crime. Like there's certain higher Mm. um, punishments for assaulting like public workers of some sort you know that kind of that kind of the shit that happens in the trenches of fucking capitalism of course they're going to try to criminalize people that fucking end up in those situations of course they're going to try to do that kind of shit it's all fucking awful the laws are brutal the punishments are brutal none of it is to try to fix anything or heal no it's not about that that's the whole thing it's not about that so, so when people keep talking about these reforms that are in that way, it's like, you're never going to get that. We didn't reform the Nazis. Right. We didn't. We didn't talk about like, well, if they would just stop killing Jews, you know, like, will they get that message? I mean, they're, they're going to be okay. They just got to stop killing Jews and invading other countries. They, they, they just got to, we don't do that. That, you know, does that make, does that make it make more sense? Like we can't do that with the cops. No, I know. You, you don't negotiate with these people. You render them useless. Yeah. And that's where I think the biggest action step that I'm seeing as far as calls and petitions I've signed and, um, you know, we've don't, we've donated money, especially to, um, different funds. But the, one of the things that I'm seeing is the most exciting is this idea of people really understanding what it will, would mean to invest in our communities and have different types of first responders showing up and, um, taking the power of the police away from them. And they're really scared about that. They, but I, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. They lost, they, they no. lost their chance to, you know, respond to peaceful protests like Kaepernick taking a knee or yeah. these calls for, for ch- change. And now it's time to say like, like you're saying, Beyond abolishing the police, let's we're gonna have to do it steadily through making their their job pretty irrelevant. Absolutely, having and, and communities self support. We, we do that by by um, reconnecting to God and spirit on the individual level. Because once you're once you're plugged into source like that, you know, and it's on. We do that, and and we have to keep doing it because it's it's an ongoing fight. 
because fear is a wild thing. Mm. You, you see it. People, people from my family are attacking you. Attacking oh. you personally. I know. It's okay. Well, I, 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 well, look, I'm not saying their name, so you don't have to get all bashful about this. We can just talk about it. Yeah. Okay? But people, from you saying that we should defund the police, are attacking you personally and attacking your sexuality, attacking your use of cannabis, attack, attacking your choice of partner. That's, that's how scared they are. That's yeah. how scared people are. That's how much they wear as a, as a mask that they don't even realize white supremacy. Cause that's what all this is rooted in. Well, that's, that's why this mass unveiling is like kind of fucking awesome. Cause yeah. it's ha I know it's happening because it's happening within myself, you know? Right. I'm, I'm seeing parts of myself. I'm thinking about things differently. I'm, I'm rethinking things. I'm, I'm upgrading yeah. for real. Like I'm upgrading. Yeah. And probably not fast enough, probably not as much as I should, but it's happening. And if it's happening for me, I know it's happening for other people. And, um, yeah, they, I mean, on this podcast, I'm sure we're speaking to the choir with a lot of people, but I think that it's also, there's opportunity to push this further than you think. And yeah. we might be really uncomfortable hearing us talk about defunding the police and what about the murderers and what about this? It's like... But if a cop has ever prevented a murder, let me know about it. Right. Um, My DMs are open for those stories. Yeah. But it just ain't true. The cops ain't keeping you safer. Yeah. So, I mean, I think ending segregation seemed like an impossible task when that was happening. Ending slavery seemed like an impossible mm. ask. Like all these things felt so impossible. And ending ending the police seems impossible but it's not no. it's not no and we we can just continue to educate ourselves and feel into this you know release just like release and let go like let the fear pour through you like it's okay to have the flare-ups of the fear and the clinging and all, all the things but we can just this is a time 2020 probably astrologically to be more generous mm -hmm. to be more generous with your time, how you help, the opportunities for being a part of our collective awakening. Because as we come together and all wake up spiritually and realize that we're all on the same path together, like your awakening is kind of incumbent on the awakening of those of the people around you. Mm. You know, that we're doing like us doing this together and us loving each other and us caring and caring about Brianna Taylor as much as you care about your sister. You know, if you care about people who live in different cities or different colors, the way you care about your own family, we will have a more beautiful and just world. And if, and if you're one of these people, this is what I don't understand. If you're one of these people that has a hard time caring about people on that level where like, where you can't feel it to your fucking core, what's going on right now, like, wouldn't that be a great opportunity to like do something about it? get mm -hmm. connected, figure out who the fuck you are and what you're doing here on planet earth and why you despise the human race so much. One of my favorite stories that I'm thinking of, they just came to mind is the story of like a longtime meditation teacher, you know, some guy breaks into her house in the middle of the night and she wakes up to him standing in her doorway. And instead of like screaming bloody murder, she looks at him and says, what time is it? And I don't know if he tells, she like just gathers herself because she just woke up and obviously, and she says, you know, I have an extra bedroom. There are sheets in the closet down the hall. Make yourself a bed. I get up at eight. If you could be out of the house before then, you can stay here tonight. Mm -hmm. And he did. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the story that I keep in my heart as a reminder of the beauty and the humanity of people and that when you respond in fear that they're that you that we all like get really defensive and all this stuff happens but that if we respond from a place of compassion that you know the world could be a lot more beautiful and, and people surprise you and and so and you can surprise yourself and you surprise yourself so I don't know I don't I don't want to live in a world where I root against people and say, well, those are just bad people and that's just a criminal and that's the, you know, it's like, no, I'm I, not rooting against anyone. I think we have no idea how to deal with our fear. Mm -hmm. 
because it's been disappeared because a lot of the things that make us uncomfortable, we quickly just disappear. We don't deal with it. Right. And I think that's why America's shadow has grown so long and scary to the point where most people are scared of it. We're scared of our own shadow. Yeah. The person in my family who's tearing you apart and trying to attack you personally and wants you to feel as shitty as they are, she's just scared of our shadow. You, you, you can't, you, you don't want to acknowledge it because you actually have such a big and sensitive heart that you can't even begin to acknowledge that stuff because you'll be overwhelmed with guilt. Yeah, well, that's what she, one of the things she said to me, she says, we're all good people, Cass. Like, we're yeah. good people. He's a good person. You know, it's like everyone no just wants questioned to defend this, this being a good, good person. It's, we're it's, talking about the other, the cop in our family. Right. You know, who's, who's not. Who, who, by the way, does not get on our case. Who knows exactly what we're saying? Who knows everything? He doesn't fight it or well, say. Well, you were against the cops before he even became a cop. Oh, yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean, like you, absolutely. like you knew this was bullshit before, and and so it's it's one of those. I don't uh, fault him for being a cop. I do now. I think I think now would be a great time for him to resign, but it doesn't make him a bad person. The fact that that he can't. I mean, we're all in this together. We're all getting it fucking put to us right now because the system is inherently flawed. And I think a lot of people like to talk about systemic racism and, and these kind of things, but they don't want to see systemic change because yeah. that would disrupt their world. And that's where I'm saying, and I think what's, what this moment is for our audience and for white people, is turn the platitudes into attitudes that we encompass with fucking ferocity. Yeah. And we don't stand for that lower level of functioning anymore. And especially yeah. when we see it in our own community, we call it out. Yeah. We let motherfuckers know like, hey, we're all accountable. Okay? We're all accountable. I think, I think it's hard to release attachment to wanting to be a good person. And wanting to be seen as a good person. We're all good people trying to do our best. I'm saying that the people are fucking victims. The people that are so poisoned with this way of thinking that they're clinging to a police system that whether they know it or not is not serving them. Because well, they are the black community. Whether they have I white feel. skin or not, you know? That that us having the, the, us having this winners and losers dichotomy of this world, like that has hurt me yeah. a lot. Not as much as it's hurt people on the losing end, but it's hurt my soul it's hurt my spirit it's yeah. hurt how smart of a person i could be how creative of a person i could be how um compassionate of a person i can be and those are the things that we value in the human experience is love creativity compassion you know the, these are the things that are important and for us to nurture and We just keep on keeping on mm. and we just do our best and we integrate we swim through the shadows mm -hmm. and we integrate some more and then we have a little smoke <laughs> they make illegal this thing that brings us together mm -hmm. this thing that dissolves boundaries mm. all the things and they make it more illegal for yeah. people of color to smoke it yeah. or black people especially yeah um decriminalize legalize all drugs that'd be a place to start legalize being a human stop criminalizing unavoidable human behavior and let's start to figure out ways we can embrace mm -hmm ways we can soften this place and uh, yeah. make it work for more people i hate that fucking anxiety meds and fucking antidepressants and kalanopin is like acceptable <laughs> prescribed forms yeah. of altering your consciousness uh, yeah. that like dulls you i'm not no no offense if it's something that helps you but like that kind of dulls the experience and something that it like increases your experience and slows down time and allows you to see things differently i mean it's so clear that it's not wanted because it's a threat you know it's yeah. criminalized because it's a threat and 
we've criminalized people as we know throughout history and put drugs in, in black communities and stuff like yeah. that because we want to make sure that they stay where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That people stay where you are. Yeah. And that you, we have, we can fill our prisons and we can, uh, have a drug war and that we can make sure cops make money and that it's, it's a jobs program. Cops should not be a jobs program. That's the fucking disgustingest jobs program I've ever seen. Uh, the Ugh. prison should not be a, you shouldn't be excited for a prison in your town because of all the jobs. Like, Oh, God damn. Have they really fucking hypnotized us into some, a dark timeline when we're fucking buying hook, line and sinker that a prison being built somewhere is good for the economy. Whew. Wow. Mm. What have we become beholden to? Mm-hmm. Everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's probably what's so great about what's happening right now where people aren't invested in the way things were. Like people, honestly, a lot don't know if they'll ever go to work again. You know, the yeah. way things were has been so disrupted that we get to take a look at what our world was from the outside, not necessarily in the grind of it mm. and be like, oh, how do we want things to be? Yeah. How should things be? Yeah. What can we do? Oh, we have extra time because we're not commuting and because, you know, there's only so much, a lot of, a lot of the nature of a lot of jobs has it's, changed. It's, it's like a, dr- it's like a drunk quitting booze for the first time ever mm-hmm. in their life. And they're like, oh shit. Oh, actually... A lot of those problems I was experiencing that I thought were mysterious illnesses were related to my drinking. My life falling apart that I thought was my fucking ex being a bitch was actually related to my drinking. Like all these things come from this terrible poison you're putting in yourself. Mm-hmm. And we do that collectively and the poison is work. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're stretched thin and we're, stretched, we're stressed out and we're malnourished in so many ways and therefore disconnected from spirit. And we allow them to keep puppeteering our demise. Yeah, and, and we forget. And, and but and we and we forget and we underestimate how much they want what's going on right now to mm-hmm. be happening. Well, and they get off on us forgetting like the sacred humanity, the sacred expression of every human life. You know mm-hmm. that we can we can watch someone be murdered by police and say, "Oh, he deserved it," or we can. <sighs> Or we can watch an addict who's, you know, underweight and, and looks um, almost inhuman and be like, well, they fucked them, they fucked up or whatever. And it's like, oh, they're disgusting. It's like, no, like that's, that's a, that's the sacred mirror. That's our shadow. That is, that is, that's a sacred life that if you can love it, that's what you should do. You shouldn't mm-hmm. criminalize it or punish it or anything like that's what i wouldn't want that to happen to me i wouldn't want to be on the streets and and become even less human by that our humanity is is directly and our the justice we get is directly correlated to how much money we can make and how we make money is off exploitation of people and their labor and 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 making sure that we don't that we don't pay people what they deserve and that they don't have a living wage and that they don't get paid overtime and that we, the wage theft. And we're like, congratulations to Amazon because we can buy shit cheaper. Congratulations, Elon Musk. You're able to shoot trillions of dollars into outer space. Cool, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Nice move. (laughs) Uh, We, I mean, that's the whole thing. We're a culture of hero worship, which, which, plays into all this stuff we're taught to blindly follow and worship all these ideologies and all these presidents and all these heroes that's what we're taught in our history we're never taught critical thinking no we're never taught about people's movements we're never we're never taught about what a moment like this really leads to right what it really leads to and what it really looks like when people talk about the civil rights movement they want to think it was fucking kumbaya holding hands walking across the fucking bridge in selma that's not what the civil rights movement was. No, movements, it, it's, it's not always that pretty. And it's not going to be pretty, so stop judging. Don't judge. Don't judge. Yeah. And for, for me, I'm just like, 
Every day is an opportunity to do more, be more, be better, wake up, you know, like participate in co-creating this reality that we want, Yeah. you know, that we're not victims of, that we are like we we're getting shown that that our our reality isn't as beautiful or as kind or as compassionate as it should be yeah. and that we can participate in making this world better and that it's incumbent upon us as like a human to do what we can and and trust that if you want to do stuff that those opportunities will will arise if you pay attention and if that's what you're looking for. But, um, you know, what I'm scared is that our shadow will only grow worse if we don't take this time to really go where we need to go with it, to really go deep with it, to really talk about the roots of this empire, to really talk about capitalism. Because I think we're all having a great time saying, cool, great welcome to the garden and we're tilling the soil and we're finding the bones of our fucking our native american brothers and sisters and we're like oh fuck we're not even fucking considering the principles that this country was founded on mm -hmm. and the shit that we're fucking we're hiding from all along this stolen land built by stolen people mm-hmm where we go and steal resources and and we want to make our demands are going to be don't kill black people no this goes much deeper much 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 deeper and black lives matter but beyond that let's talk about black empowerment let's talk about that mm -hmm. let's talk about reparations mm -hmm. let's take this deeper mm -hmm. if we're going to make a new garden let's address everything let's address the shit that's fucking buried under the soil Let's get into it so we make sure that this fucking shit grows right. Right. But, but this little selective weeding is is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it, and that's not how we should waste this moment. Yeah, and I guess... Bullshit demands about four cops. And as long as they're prosecuted, I'm going to go back to my brunch. Like, no. No. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> this has nothing to do with fucking those four cops. I don't even fucking know the names of those guys. You know, who, like who, who cares? When it comes down to it, those are people who were doing their job the way they were supposed to. That should freak you out more than anything. Yeah, amen. And when you see the cops pushing over a 75-year-old guy, his head starts bleeding and they keep walking, <sighs> they're doing their job the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And if that haunts you, don't get on that cop's case. Take it deeper. Mm -hmm. Let's take it deeper. Take it into your sacred discomfort. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want to think about that. I'm on stolen land. Well, here I am to remind you. And before we can decolonize this land, you got to decolonize your heart. Your life would be will be so much. I can just I'm talking to myself, but like your life is so much beautiful when you don't cling and attach to anything, no. and you trust in a more loving universe. Yeah, you know I I've learned that through our relationship. Like the more I've given up, you know, possessiveness over you as a person. Yeah, the more beautiful my life has been. The more beauty in the people that I've I get to surround my it. life with. The more that, you know what I mean? If you would have given into fear, our relationship probably would have ended like five years ago. Or been like really small in a scary relationship and a possessive mm -hmm. relationship. And, and that's cool, I guess. But that's not what I want. That's not the world I want. I, I like went past my possessive fear and you get, it's like more beautiful and it's more beautiful and it's more beautiful because people are beautiful. People are not a threat to you. People are, their success is your success. People are not a threat to you institutions are yeah so don't get it confused and and this is i mean i guess it's easy for me because look you know what radicalized me punk rock punk music hearing stuff that the clash were talking about hearing shit that uh choking victim was talking about hearing hearing this stuff and being like whoa kill cops that seems crazy i know cops that that's that's insane i don't i'm not i'm not oh kill cops is a way bigger concept it's like kill your master yeah where it has nothing to do with taking another human life so we got to take it out of that narrative mm -hmm. when we're t when we're saying kill cops we're saying that form of keeping us down is obsolete now mm -hmm. it, it it's dead 
It not to be revived. It's dead. Not to be revived. Not to be reformed. It's dead. That form of control is dead now. And we're going to learn to live with the shadow. We're going to deal with the shadow. We're going to work through our fears. We're instead of pulling the guy that pulling the gun on the guy that broke into our house and blowing his brains out. We're going to sit with our fear for a second and maybe offer him a place to stay. That's that's not nuanced. I know people get hurt. I know that that there that there really is threats out there. But that's such a beautiful anecdote. Mm -hmm. That's such a beautiful anecdote about somebody shifting their consciousness, holding space for somebody who was about to do something really insane to meet them there. Mm -hmm. And knowing how to work with that energy, that's something everyone can do. So like, what do you need? What do pe people need things? Yeah. People need things. People need love. It's it's like becomes so simple. It's That's like, all we're ever always doing. Yeah. Is letting the world know what kind of love we need. That's all anyone's ever that's what that's all Elon Musk is doing. When he shoots trillions of dollars into outer space instead of uh eradicating homelessness in this country, which he could do with his personal wealth. Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing is he's just showing us what kind of person he is and what kind of love he's been given and therefore what kind of love he needs in return. And if he wants to be, be big spaceman and <laughs> fucking get our adulation and attention through that, uh, fucking so be it, I guess. <laughs> big you know? spaceman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this has been a really wonderful conversation because I feel like we even go new territory together, which I appreciate. Yeah. 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 That's why we do it. I don't know. Yeah. We're just a couple, couple knuckleheads. Couple knuckleheads. You know? Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us if you made it this far. Yeah. Um, we have another show called Church of Chill, which is our, our, our radio show basically where we're not yapping. Mm hmm. Go check out uh, Into the Garden, our episode just before this, which is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. If you're watching us on YouTube, that's where you should go. If you're just listening to yeah, us. Yeah, we can't put Church of Chill on YouTube. Yeah, because it's all music. It's not our music be because we are honoring the sacred revolutionaries, mm -hmm. the artists, and um, we let them. The visionaries, the, the people vision who showed us the way, and now their music, their art, their films hands us the baton. Mm -hmm. And we're going to say like, oh, I don't want the baton. I don't want to run with it. It's incumbent on us. I don't know what to do. It's I like, don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. It's like, shut the, shut fuck, the fuck up. up. Listen, upgrade, upgrade, yeah. listen, integrate, explore, express. Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Check out Church of Chill. Thanks for listening. We're Sean and Cass. This is the Very A Podcast. Peace and love. Mm. <laughs>